Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. I'm going to start with a question tonight. Uh, what is the riskiest thing that you think you do every week? Think about that question. What's the riskiest thing you do each week? The thing that has the most risk involved in it. Helen, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Maybe that is risky, right? You take that first step, you don't know if the knee is going to give way. It's a risk. <laughs> but it's also a risk to stay in bed, right? Driving? Are you thinking of yourself or other people, Ron? The way you drive. That's right. When I think, when I make jokes, it's all about Ron. No, 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 no. We're joking. Um, anyone else? The risky thing you do every week? Probably drive back and forth to work. Back and forth to work, yeah, because driving driving's risky, let's be honest. They say it's riskier to drive than to fly an airplane. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, there you go. Too much caffeine? You, you do consume or you? Consume. Okay. Yeah. Caffe- caffeine? My kids have caffeine. That's dangerous. Here's, here's something risky that I do every week. I let the kids jump on me. Lay down on the ground and they jump on me. That's risky. If I uh, don't come in one week, and uh, it's probably because of that. And, and then, I don't know if I see Marcus. He's way in the back. But Marcus is heavy. And he's at that age where he still wants me to pick him up, but he's so dense. If you ever try to pick up Marcus, lift with your legs. Because when I pick up Marcus, it is seriously like ER worthy. You, are if like I'm gonna... you don't have, you don't have uh, WWF. Uh, uh, it's coming. Wrestling. Yeah. That's right. They can't watch that when like we did growing that, up. Yeah. Then they jump on you. Uh-huh. Right? Well, they do, they do fine without it. I'm going to call this podcast tonight Safety Harnessed. Okay? Do you guys remember the board game Risk? Who liked that game? Risk? Yeah, it's a fun game. It takes a long time to play. I was pretty good at Risk. I really was. And I think it's because I'm a non-Risk taker. Ironically. Uh, my strategy in the game board game Risk is to not fight too much. Really. I don't know if you remember how that strategy goes, but you need to build up your armies so that the, the, the countries that you own, the armies can be strong, and then when people fight against you, you're hard to beat. So my strategy was just to build my armies for hours. And not fight too much, just make sure my armies get big and strong so that when I finally had to fight, I'm really tough to beat. The only problem is that strategy takes like six hours. And that really annoys people when you take that strategy. But if you guys want that strategy, you can have it. And you can win at risk. But um, do you like taking risks? Do you consider yourself a thrill seeker a little bit? Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I never have been. I'm not a risk taker. I consider myself to be a pretty low risk person. Um, you might disagree with that sentiment because I have eight kids. Um, I, I don't know if anyone with eight kids can really claim that they don't have risk in their life. Do you know what a, a, a large group of kids is called, by the way? I had to look this up. Anyone know that term? There's a term for a large group of kids. A gaggle. I was say that. A gaggle. I don't know why. It's crows. Yeah. It, it's crows, too. It's crows are a murder. Crows are what? A murder. Oh. Okay. Well, I have a gaggle of kids, and um, that brings some risk into our lives. It does. But besides the kids, I really do avoid risky things. I don't try foods easily, new foods. Anyone else just don't need to try a lot of new foods? Okay, everyone else is like, we'll try foods. I'm the only one because I don't, I don't know if it'll be as good as the foods that I like, and I don't know how my body will respond to my new foods. So sometimes I just stay in my lane. I stay ordering the same foods I always like, meatballs, cheesecake. Cornbread. Um, also, when I drive, I don't take new routes. 
I don't take new routes when I drive. I don't get adventurous because I don't want to end up in one of those notorious Littleton ghettos <laughs> with the gang members. I don't want to end up on one of those bad streets in Littleton. Um, I also do this, and I found myself doing this pretty regularly now. I shake my shoes upside down before I put them on my feet. Yep, in case a deadly spider is waiting to feast on my flesh. In fact, I did it one time, and a spider fell out. So I know I'm going to get at least 20% of you now to shake your shoes before you put them on, based on that one story. And I never sh change shampoo brands because I don't want to damage my hair. So... Uh, <laughs> too late. I am not a climber and I don't admit to be a good climber. I've only ha hiked a handful of times. I'm not in a position to teach anyone anything about climbing or hiking and I don't plan to tonight. I'm going to stay in my lane and that lane is spiritual guidance. But I am a man who loves safety, logic, common sense, and low risk activities. And I think that's an advantage for living life well, having those things. Therefore, I would never make a dangerous climb ever unless absolutely necessary. I just wouldn't. Like, if there was a moose at the top of the mountain that I had to see, maybe. Maybe you could get me up there, Dan, if you saw a moose at the top. But I don't think, I don't think, so. I don't think even for a moose I would, I would endanger my life to see a moose. I think the only way I would make a dangerous climb is to save a loved one from harm or to escape something more dangerous. Because like most people, I love my life and I don't want to risk losing it. But if I had to climb a steep mountain, I would insist on having one thing with me to help me, a proper safety harness, right? I wouldn't climb any mountain without it. I want to know that if I slip or if a rock gives way, I'm not going to plummet to certain death. And I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to ask for. You guys remember those commercials several years ago with the most interesting man in the world? Who remembers those commercials? Do you remember the tagline at the end? He goes, I don't always drink, but when I do, I enjoy Dos Equis. Stay thirsty, my friends. Well. I don't always go to amusement parks. In fact, I try not to, but my kids sometimes want to. But when I do, I only ride the roller coasters that have the harness. I don't go on the ones with the bar. I just don't do it, won't do it. I don't think that's enough. Safety, um, I avoid the ones that have the bar. I think that's too much risk for 30 seconds of thrill. And that's, that just doesn't line up with my personality. So if it has a nice harness, yeah, you could talk me into that. And you might be thinking as you sit here, well, that's... We have a pretty lame pastor. Um, sounds pretty lame. But I think you should be thinking, wow, we have a pretty smart pastor. Because I minimize risk whenever necessary to help myself, my family, and my church stay safe. Um, I'm going to show you a video. And this is a video that I don't know if it's going to work or not. I hope it's going to work. But it's a ride that I went on that I referred to before. But I think the video is just going to help us make sense of this. And I'm sorry for those who are listening. You're not going to be able to see the video if you're not here in person. But that should encourage you here. Um, I'm going to show you a video of a ride that I went on in amusement park called Max Air. And I was going to show you this on my tablet, and Adelaide Rummery said, why don't you show it on the screen? And I was like, why don't I show it on the screen? So if this is going to work, let's see here. If this doesn't work, I blame Adelaide. Okay, I'm going to show you this ride at Cedar Point that I went on called Max Air. And maybe it's a ride you've been on or something similar to this. And the ride's pretty simple, oh, as you no, can tell. I, I won't get on that. No, I, I won't either. Never again. <laughs> nope. So for those who can't see this, Max Air is a big structure with a turning wheel in the middle that swings you way up in the sky and also rotates you over and over, which is a horrible, horrible idea. 
If you're sick in your stomach at all, don't go anywhere near these kinds of rides. Because I was sick the whole day. But I want to I want to pause at one point and, and highlight something in this ride. Now, as you can tell right now, it's a little bit okay. It's gentle. You're moving, but it's not crazy. At this point, it's fun. But there reaches a point that it stops being so fun. And these people are getting kind of close. Because it swings you way up in the air. And this is only like half of how high they're going to go. Yeah, it gets pretty high. You can hear the screams in the background a little bit. But I, I'm not going to let it go the whole ride, because it's a long ride. But yeah, see how high it goes? Would you guys, who would go on this ride? Let's see a show of hands. Travis and Josh, is that it? Okay, now I'm going to pause it right here. If I can find the pause button. Okay. Now, there's one point in this ride, and I've mentioned this before, that you actually come out of your seat, just for a moment. The G-forces or whatever is at work there, you're so high, moving so fast, you come out of your seat, just, just momentarily. But it was okay, because while I'm on this ride, I have the safety harness, and it's one of those harnesses they put on you, it's almost a little uncomfortable because it's so tight. But when you come out of your seat, um, and you're top of a music park like that, it's a good thing. Because all of my all of my weight, all of my body was out, out of the chair and onto the harness. 100% of me was on top of that harness. And if that harness was weak or frail or rusty or hadn't worked properly, I was going to be a goner. And let's see if this ride goes any higher before I cut it off. Because that might not even be the highest point. But you can tell this ride's pretty intense. If you're not one of those people that likes these kinds of rides, you would be in true terror at this moment. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Okay, I'm going to stop it there. Just you get the point. <laughs> now, again, I told you I would not go on a ride that had a weak seatbelt or harness or anything like that. And I asked my kids that the other day. I said, would you go on a ride with a rusty harness or a non-working seatbelt or one that seemed rusty and frail? And, and they said, absolutely not. I wouldn't go on that ride. But if, if the ride has a good harness, it changes everything, doesn't it? Now, getting back to what I was speaking about before, this past Sunday, we've been speaking about the covenant of God, and the covenant of God is based on the eternal and steadfast love of God. But this covenant also comes attached with it, some terms that we have to accept before we enter into it. Number one, we have to be willing to believe in and follow Jesus with our lives, okay? Even possibly up to the point of death, because the apostles did that. They followed Jesus up to the point of death. Number two, we have to be ready and willing to obey the will of God, regardless of the cost to our lives. And number three, we have to be willing to stay faithful to the covenant until the day that Jesus comes back to fetch us and bring us to heaven. And Jesus lets us know all of these things before we sign up to this. He actually uses the phrase, count the cost. Count the cost. And just like when I go to amusement parks and they immediately cross off all roller coasters that only have the bar that comes down to protect me, you might be thinking as you sit here, and I don't know if you are or not, but you might be thinking, someone might be thinking, this is too much risk involved in following Jesus. I don't need God's covenant. I'm going to stay safe over here on the sidelines, and I'm going to let everyone else take that risk. That's kind of how my personality goes. I see all the risk, and I stay far away from the risk. But here's the thing. What if the real danger was not entering the covenant of God? What if the only danger in this life was being away from the covenant of God? What if our options were to climb a really steep mountain, like following Jesus, or be on the ground when everything under the mountain is destroyed? 
wouldn't we probably make the decision to climb the mountain then? Because the greatest risk would be not to be would be to not be on the mountain when the destruction came. See, the Bible tells us that the only real risk in this life is to not be following Jesus on the climb up the mountain of sanctification. And death and destruction, according to 2 Peter, the world is reserved for fire. Did you know that? Fire. Fire is coming to our world. Death and destruction are waiting for this world, and we want to make sure we are on God's team when it all goes down. I want to read you a passage from Luke 12. Luke 12, Jesus speaking, he said in verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who can kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. He goes on in verse 6, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows. Interesting, isn't it? He tells us to fear him, and then he tells us right immediately after that, fear not. Because the point isn't to scare us. The point isn't fear. The point is the opposite. It's safety. Being inside God's covenant is the safe place to be, and being outside of God's covenant is the most dangerous place to be. And what if, as God calls us into this covenant to follow Jesus up the mountain of sanctification, what if he provided us a necessary safety harness? that would protect our souls at every twist and turn up that mountain. Just like me at the amusement park, looking for the harness rides. What if Jesus decided to give us that in this steep climb up this steep mountain? What if he was so willing to help us find the confidence we needed from wearing this harness that he put his own name and own glory on the line in order to prove it to us? Because I believe that's what we find in Romans chapter 8, amongst other passages. Jesus says, excuse me, Paul says, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice it. Safety harness. Safety harness. As we learned on Sunday, God's covenant is all about love and commitment. And asking someone to surrender their whole lives in order to follow Jesus, that's a big ask, isn't it? Unless, number one, we know and are convinced there's more risk without Jesus. And we know that we cannot be fatally harmed while inside the covenant of Jesus. You see, God is not asking us to do anything truly risky with our lives. Yes, the path of following Jesus, following Jesus has thorns, thistles, and enemies along the path. Anyone who's been in Christianity long enough, you know that to be true. But God has promised to be with us every step of the way. That's also true. And the thorns and the thistles and the enemies in the Christian life, they cannot overcome God's love for us. He just proved it to us in Romans 8. And ironically, the way God has designed this path is that every thorn, every thistle, every enemy of ours are secretly being used by God to make us even stronger. Now, don't tell the enemies that, okay? Because they might stop attacking us and we might be less holy then. But they're actually being used to advance God's will, interestingly enough. And the point of this is simple. God has harnessed all followers of Jesus into the perfect safety harness, into his perfect protective arms, and into the perfect love of God so that nothing, absolutely nothing, can fatally harm our souls. Do you know what Jesus says about himself in Hebrews chapter 6? He's an anchor for the soul. Do you know even a really big ship can be immovable with one anchor attached to the floor, to the ground? 
Jesus says he's an anchor for the soul, that if the soul is connected to Jesus, the soul cannot move, cannot be snatched, cannot be harmed, no risk. Now, being on the outside of God's covenant, everything can fatally harm us. So we have to ask ourselves tonight, where is the true risk? I believe the true risk is in avoiding and neglecting God's covenant. I think the place of greatest strength is being safely harnessed to God and his love. Because when we're safely harnessed to God and his love, we become pretty scary for the enemy. Do you know that? Because true safety brings true confidence. And true confidence causes people to do amazing things. The enemy wants us to question the Christian path, the cost, and even the promises of God because he wants us to neglect the risk of being outside of God's covenant. That's the risk I'm not willing to take. I'm not willing to be wherever God is not. I'm not willing to do that. If God is not there, I don't want to be there either. And our enemy knows that once we are safely inside the covenant of God, not only can he not harm us, we also become the biggest threat to his kingdom because safety brings confidence and confidence allows us to do amazing things for Jesus. I think 2024 is going to be a weird year. Anyone else feel it? <laughs> I think we're in store for a weird year. And it seems like the years keep getting weirder and darker. And that truth can make us feel quite fragile and uncertain about our lives. Like maybe we need to go build a bunker. It's people actually do this. But I believe if we're firmly planted inside the covenant of God, nothing that 2023 throws at us can hurt us, can harm us, can strip, of us, strip us of anything that God wants for us because we already have a bunker. We're already safe. It's inside the covenant of God. Therefore, the only safe ones are the ones that have God. It says in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Do you notice it? The righteous man runs to it and is safe. So our goals as a church and as individuals are pretty simple. We need to trust the safety harness of God's love, and we need to do bold things for Jesus. And we should invite anyone we can find into the covenant of God through Jesus because it's the safest and best place to be for all eternity. And I know that's probably preaching to the choir, but we have to ask this question, do we believe that? And if so, will we go out there and live confidently for Jesus and his will? Because nothing can harm us. Nothing. And I'm going to say as sort of a prayer tonight. Lord Jesus, help us to see the strength of the harness of your love. And let us believe that we can do mighty things for your glory. Because you are with us. We love you. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.